Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this bonus episode from the I Can't Believe I Get Paid to Do This podcast from BBC Good Food. Get ready for some trade secrets direct from this week's expert guest. You can pause this episode at any time to make notes. And for more information, visit bbcgoodfood.com forward slash podcast. Hi, I'm Chelsea, co-founder of Blondie's Kitchen Milk and Cookie Bar, and I'm going to talk to you about scaling up a recipe. So if you're ever thinking about doing something on a large scale, it really does need to be scaled up properly so that you don't start with a really small recipe that you think is going to work when it's on a large scale and then actually fails when you go to bake the big version. So this is a process that can take a bit of time um, and you do need to be patient and persevere because things can go wrong along the way. But initially, the first thing that I would recommend doing when scaling a recipe up is to initially double your base recipe. So whichever recipe you're starting with, you need to make sure you have one (laughs) to begin with, definitely written down with measurements and quantities and initially go for a double of this. If the recipe doesn't double well, it definitely won't times 10 well. So you'll know initially whether the doubling round means it will be a successful recipe for making bigger or smaller. If unfortunately the recipe doesn't double well, this method won't work. So scrap everything I'm saying and rewrite your initial recipe. If your doubling round successfully doubles and you feel that you're happy with the consistency of your product, so in our case, it would be a cookie. Um, If we're happy with the consistency, the texture and the flavor, we then move into a phase of tripling the recipe. So the initial base recipe, we then triple and we see how well this works. And if you're still happy with how this works, you can then times the recipe by 10, which should be your um, larger production scale recipe. 
Um, however, I will say at this point that even if it triples really well and you then decide to times the recipe by 10, this is where you can encounter some potential consistency changes and problems, which will still rely on tweaks. So our suggestion at this point is if third time's a charm, go for 10 times and start by cooking or in our case, baking, um, whatever it is that you're making as you were when you did it from the base recipe, the doubled or the tripled recipe. So times it by 10. There are some good apps out there which do do this for you, um, where you can insert all of the quantities and it will times it by whatever you want it to. I think it's called something like Bake Up might be the might be the app that we use, but you can have a search. Um, and what we do is we times it by 10 and we start doing the recipe. However, what you might notice is that the consistency in its raw stage is completely different to what it looked like when you were doing it the first time, the second and the third. Do not panic. Keep going. Even if it looks completely different and it's more liquid or drier than you expect, we say keep going until you've actually baked the finished product because only once baked will you be able to assess what it needs more of or what it needs less of based on flavor. So it's really important to actually keep going with the times 10 version of it before amending it at this point. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Once it's baked, we then do a complete taste test where we have a list written out of, you know, by eye, does it visually look the same size-wise? Has it baked bigger? Has it baked smaller? All of these um, contributing factors mean that the cookie needs to be the same and perfect every time. So it's really important that looks are just as good as they were when it was a smaller quantity. Once um it's approved that side of things. You move on to the tasting. And before you taste it, you need to really look for texture and structural changes. The only way to do that is to break it open. So, you know, we hold the cookie, we feel its weight, we make sure that it's the same, it feels the same. We then break it in half. We're looking for snappability. Our cookies are all really chewy with a softer middle. So we're making sure, you know, it doesn't just snap and actually it has that soft breaking point that we're looking for and a nice crumb and then once we're happy with that we bite into it and when you're eating it you're checking for the texture if it's too wet if it's too dry if you can really taste all the flavorings in there so for for example you know if you've got a gingerbread cookie has it got all of those gingerbread qualities that it did in the initial recipe And we start to write down all of these things. So, for example, if the cookie is too dry, we start thinking, right, how are we going to make this wetter? If the cookie is too wet, we start thinking, how are we going to make this drier? And if the cookie doesn't have enough flavor, we're thinking about what we're going to add to this to make sure that the flavor matches what it was initially. 
So then we decide to adjust it based on these things. One thing with our cookie dough is in our case, it's always about whether the um, dough itself is too wet or too dry and what we're going to do to to rectify it. So when our dough is too dry, we start by thinking about, did it taste really buttery? Did it, you know, did it have enough volume in it? So if it didn't have enough volume, you know, we're thinking about adding some more egg. And if it didn't taste too buttery, we're thinking about adding more butter. Um, And we adjust that accordingly. And similarly, do we need more mix-ins? We call our mix-ins everything that we put into our cookies. So chocolate chips and anything else you may be adding. And if we feel it needs more mix-ins, we're thinking, how many more do we need to add at this point? And we start small, gradually adding more. And from a cost point of view, you definitely don't want to add too many in one go because you always want to try and save on your costs. But equally, are we getting a fair share of flavours with every bite? So those things are really important. And most importantly at this point as well are increasing flavors and things like salt balance. For us, salt is needed in all of our sweet bakes, even though they're sweet, because the saltness balances the sweetness and overcompensates if something is overly sweet. However, when you're 10 times in your original recipe, you know, 10 times the amount of a teaspoon of salt, for example, sounds like a hell of a lot. However, What I would say is with salt, always add half of the amount that the original recipe had for a 10 times batch because you can adjust this really easily. And if any of your other ingredients contain salt, such as your butter or anything, other flavorings or anything that you're adding, you're doubling that salt intake, which could be a bit strong. So never add 10 times the amount of salt from an original small scale recipe. Add half of the amount, I think that, and then add a little more and a little more as you go along. And raising agents are another big flag when you're scaling a recipe up because, again, if a recipe calls for a teaspoon of bicarb or a teaspoon of baking powder and you then times that by 10, you could be having an overflow situation in the oven, which is not the best when you have to clean it. So, again, apply with caution and add half of the amount never start with 10 times the amount of a raising agent because you will end up with a mess all over the oven. And also they can have a really sour taste to them and really impart flavorings onto your sweet or savory bake that you just don't want. So we really recommend making sure you scale back the raising agents and the salt and gradually add those as you do more and more tests. Then once we're happy with a final, final product, we test it out on everyone at Blondie's Kitchen and make sure everyone is happy with it. And once everyone at Blondie's Kitchen is happy with it, we test it out on friends and family. And then finally, it goes live and the public can enjoy. (laughs) 